Welcome to Symphony of Sound, where we're blending God's Word into the very rhythm of life. This is your hostess, Linda C. Shaw, creative vocal entrepreneur and poetic lyricist of Symphony of Sound. Excited to share this afternoon with you. Symphony of Sound family, we have a guest today who is bringing you the word. Instead of our Stir Up the Gift this Sunday, my friend, who you all have heard play countless of times, and hey, beat those drums. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He is also a recent graduate of Colorado Christian University. And while I was away for this month in October, he has agreed to do the fifth Sunday. And the gift that was stirred up with him, of course, was the word. He specialized in biblical studies. So please warmly receive Mr. Michael Jones as he stirs up the gift with the word of God that he believes he should share with you today. God bless you. Thank you for joining in. And know that I love you with the love of Jesus. And I'll see you next week on First Sunday, The Inspired Creative Word. Hello to all. I'm Michael Jones, a musician and a percussionist for Jesus, singing for Jesus. This Sunday, I want to share with you music and a little percussion with the you can hear it now with the song and a look at finding a ren and renewing your hope in God how to rest in the Lord when times are hard and disappointing and how to let faith with confidence and assurance be your desire in your life with Christ. Together I want to start with our first question. What do we do when we feel disappointed with life and or God? From an article by Christy Walker that I did some research on. I found some important concepts which I will share and paraphrase with you. First, what caused us to be subjected to these conditions and why do we feel this way? There are some common categories responsible for these uh, reasons for feeling the way we do. I'll start with the first one. It is people. Realize other people can be our Emotional speaking, undoing. We expect people to act a certain way toward us, and when they don't, it can be very troubling and hurtful. Plain and simple, people can let us down and be a source of great disappointment. The mistake or choice of others can even feel like, oh, they've ruined our lives. The next one is health. Health of them, health of you, health of the society. and We expect to live relatively healthy lives. 
Injuries, illnesses, and challenges touch us all, but disease, disorder, disability, and negative medical diagnosis can be shocking and best and debilitating and devastating at worst. Health, of course, isn't just physical. We also desire even expect mental and emotional health as well. The lack of of loss of health can rock our worlds. Hmm. Therefore, we do not lose heart through outwardly we are wasting away, yet inward we are just totally lost. For the mighty and for God's land, we depend on God. The next one is death. Life's greatest disappointment is arguably death itself. It's not that we don't know we will die or that those we love will die. It is that we expect life to be long, living to the ripe old age. It's what most of us hope when we were young. We want to grow old with someone we love. I think of my grandmother then too. Death in old age is one thing, but when lives seem to be cut short, it can utterly rip us apart. And the next one, which to me is really important in understanding, God's timing. Well, it seems like this list would end or culminate with death, but it doesn't. It can't get worse than that, right? But there is one added category that I often just seems to seems mean and uncaring for those of us who believe in God. His concept of timing can be shockingly different to grapple with. It affects all of our expectations. Think about it and we have expectations for the when and the timing of everything. We want to find love and or start a family by a certain age, find a job when we need it, etc., etc. We want to be financially secured by our 60s so that we can enjoy retirement. Oh, we want to live long enough to feel like we experience and complete everything we wanted to. We have bucket list, don't we, of things we want to accomplish by a certain age or decade. We have a mental clock for everything, and yet God's clock is often different than ours, and that can result in feelings of anger, disillusionment, and disappointment. Well, God has a solution for all these disappointments in these categories. Disappointment touches us all. It is what we do with it that make or break us. Some people believe that disappointment can be avoided by simply lowering your expectations or even expecting the worst so that we aren't surprised when it happens. God offers a different and better solution. His solution stated over and over again in Scripture is for us to hope in Him and His will for our lives. He is the only person who cannot and will not disappoint us. Why? Because He cannot fail. 
Here is a scripture, I think, that supports it from Psalm 73, 26. My flesh and my heart may fall, but God is the strength of my heart and portion forever. Therefore, we do not lose heart through outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, hmm. but what is unseen is eternal. And that part came from Porsche second half of that came from 2 Corinthians 4 verses 16 through 18. Remember, for no word from God will ever fail. Luke 1 verse 37. Remember, ask for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in him. 2 Samuel 22 31. And our very familiar one that we all have heard once in a while. And it might be new to some of you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Our second question, major question is, what is hope? Yes, hope. Why is it so crucial in the Christian, in the faith, and in those that want to be Christians and some kind of faith that maybe even a non-believer has? Well, Clarence L. Haynes, Jr., a writer and a Bible teacher also, I pulled a few things from his article. And um, I want to start with, um, well, with the word hope, okay? I believe one of the greatest gifts God has given us is hope. After all, that is what his promises are designed to do, inspire hope. It gives us the ability to look at any situation, any situation, and you know that regardless of how it may appear, God is going to come through. This is the essence of hope. Well, there are two definitions of hope. There's the dictionary and there's the Bible. The dictionary describes it as the general consensus from all dictionaries is that hope is a feeling of expectation, a desire or a wish. Remember that word wish for a certain thing to happen. The Bible has hope in a definition as it describes of hope takes it one step further from the Bible. Hope is an expectation with certainty that God will do what he has said. I hope you can see the difference now. One is a wish or desire, and the other is a certainty or guarantee. Let me recite another scripture. I, I love taking uh, everything from the Word of God for explanations. You can find it in the Bible. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Amen. So why 
choose this verse. You cannot have hope unless it is tied together with faith. What matters most is the object of your faith and hope. Boy, that makes all the difference. Your hope should be based on the fact of who God is and nothing else. If God is not the object of your hope, then you don't have true biblical hope because the certainty has been removed. Without that, your hope simply reverts back to a wish. So you see, there is an underlying reason why hope should be deeply, deeply embedded in your heart as a believer. God cannot lie. Consider another scripture here, so Hebrews 6, 17 and 19. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the, to the heirs, that's us, of what was promised, God's promises. He confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have the hope as an anchor for the soul firm and secure. Hebrews 6 verses 17 through 19. If God has said it, you can trust his promise because it is impossible again for God to lie. This anchor that is impossible for God to lie Remembering that, therefore, God becomes an anchor of your soul. And so this anchor that is impossible for God to lie is the foundation for your certainty and the backbone for your hope. It is the reason why you can have hope today. The author had a type that he called in spite of. I like this. In spite of what you see, in spite of what is going on. In spite of how dire the situation looks, you can have hope because God cannot lie. I have just a few verses, more uh, scriptures, uh, but these are under category. We're looking at God's promise, okay? Think of that when you're feeling bad and disappointed. He has promised you things. In hope, one of them is provision. So do not worry. This is what provision does, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For we run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Matthew 6, 31 to 32. God's presence is another promise. Be strong and encouraged. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Then there's hope, promise in God of his protection. Feel this and believe it, okay, in this scripture. You are my refuge and my shield. I have put my hope in your word. Psalms 119 verse 114. And then one that I really touches my heart. The hope that God has promised us eternal life. Wow, isn't that something? Eternal life, living with the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
He also, the hope of Christ's return is promised to us. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly possessions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly. Live in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Titus 2, verse 11 through 13. And finally, the uh, God has in his hope promised to answer our prayers. Oh, this is a big one, huh? Sometimes you don't think he's going to answer your prayers, but remember we talked about God's timing. Okay, so answering the prayers. This is where the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 through 15. So, brethren, as you see, having a better understanding of what hope is leads to another question that always happens. Why is it so important? Hope is what motivates you as a believer. Can you imagine if we had no hope? Hmm. Your entire walk as a believer is based on hope, a hope that goes beyond this life and extends throughout eternity. Everything that you do as a Christian flows from this. Why do you pray? Hope. Why do you witness? Hope. Why do you endure hardship, trials, and persecutions? Hope. Why do many who have gone before us sacrifice, give serve, even lose their lives for the message of the gospel. One word, hope. But you have help in God now. Know today that God is the God of hope. Christ is hope of God and the Holy Spirit is the one who birthed hope in you. Consider this verse for everyone. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is in Romans 15, verse 13. And I think finally um, we talked about resting in the Lord. And so I want to just speak real quickly on that, how to rest in the Lord. Uh, when your life is upside down and things aren't working fine. What does it mean that God, think of this, what does it mean that God worked for six days and then rested on the seventh day? In the Bible, rest is more than the absence of work. Best demonstrated were when uh, we placed our trust for all provisions, even our identity and purpose and the importance what does it mean to rest in the Lord? The word that is used is God resting on the seventh day in Genesis 2-2 is Sabbath. The same word that will be used, he did, to calling Israel to cease from their normal activities. Wow, okay. 
for the overnight shifts and the sleepless nights and in reverse people and the, the today dwellers, people that don't know when to stop. For, uh, for most of us, and now, like in modern technology, the day begins at sunrise. We start our days in the morning and end it at night, spending all our energy throughout the day to and to collapse when the work is done. Wow. So God did not rest on the seventh day because, this is interesting, the six days of creation wore him out. <laughs> God rested to establish a pattern for us to follow resting, enjoying the goodness of our created being without the need for being so productive. One day in seven set apart for the rest and reflection of the work we have completed requires us to acknowledge and depend on God for his provisions, his freedom, for finding our identity in our work. I want to add over time with occupying your brain with worries, fears, overthinking, dissatisfactions, de decision making that keep you awake sometimes, certainly there comes a moment when you need to cease or slow down and rest your brain. Spend some time thanking God for his creation and for his your existence on earth. I want to read a just a few scriptures and then we're going to almost be done here in the Lord. Okay, resting in the Lord. All right. First one, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. You've heard that before. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew 11, 28 to 30. This one's a good, next one's a good one. Be still and know that I am God. Psalms 46:10. In peace I will lie down, sleep for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety to the Lord, I say. Psalms 4 verses 8. And then at heart a peace gives life to the body. Think about that. That's in Proverbs 14, verse 30. And a very familiar one that we know of is, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God will transcend all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. The God of peace will be with you. Philippians 4 verses 6 through 7 and verse 9. Okay. Well, um, how to find the rest and peace in the Lord? We assume that God truly cares about us. He would prevent the storms we are experiencing and keep the world calm and still. They call to rest is not just a call to trust in God when it is convenient, but to recognize our experiences and keep the world calm and still. Resting in the Lord means stopping our attempts at independence, which are futile ways, and trusting that God does love us and knows what is best for us.
We can rest in the Lord when the world is upside down because he loves us and because we can depend on him. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is everlasting God and creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and to him he has no might he increase strength on you Isaiah 40 verse 28 29 I want um, I want to uh, say a prayer for resting in the Lord followed by a song that I will play and sing that is dear to me that I think supports this supports your 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 believing in God regardless what is happening in your life prayer Lord, I pray you will calm my anxiousness. Father, you said in Philippians 4 concerning to be to be anxious for nothing, but when I tell my request to you, you will give me peace. And yet I still sometimes get anxious. God, you are Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals, and you are Jehovah Jireh, the God who meets needs. Help me to meditate on your truths so I don't get anxious. Help me to rest in you, Lord, to remember you are sovereign and in control of everything. And even when things get difficult, Lord, you are bigger than any problem I could possibly have. Oh, God, Father God, sometimes I I can't rest because what I face looks impossible. And yet you tell me in Luke 18, 27, that things that are impossible with men are possible with you. In fact, you love it. You love it when you work out the impossible. Hallelujah. Then there is no question who did it. It had to be you. God, you tell me in John 14, 1, that I should not let my heart be troubled. Father, help me to keep my mind on you and how big you are when my circumstances start to weigh me down. You are God Almighty, the one who hung each star in place, the one who knows them each by name. As it says in Isaiah 40, verse 26, Lord, you are the one who never gets tired. You give strength when I am weary. When I feel weak, you will give me power. Help me remember your power is unending. And I say amen, and let's follow with the song. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Shall prosper. It won't work out. No weapon formed against me. Shall prosper. 
what he said he will do. He will stand by his word. Uh, he will come through. Yeah, God will do what he said he
just ain't one. There just ain't one. There just ain't one. Oh no 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 no. There just ain't one. 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 No weapon. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to Symphony of Sound. I trust that this word has blessed you uh, tremendously and that you will continue to come back and let us know on the polls what you think about having the word shared. Remember, we love you with the love of Jesus. And you, yes you, you were loved into existence. Be the reason someone smiles today. God bless.